You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 47. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. You know, guys, one of the things I love about interviewing different guests for the show is learning more about who they are and their faith journey. Today, I'll be sharing with you a conversation I had with the gorgeous and brilliant Alexa Dudley, who you may know on Instagram as 1998Miss. We recorded this at the end of last year, so when you hear us talking about her past travel experiences, I want you to know that it obviously was before this new year. I want to also share that Alexa stayed on the phone after we had this amazing conversation and prayed over me, prayed over this podcast, and prayed over you guys in a way that really moved my heart. She is the real deal. And in this episode, you will get to know her on a different level that just shows how deeply she cares about people, especially the love she has for foreign missions. We discuss her modest fashion story, how God worked in her life regarding choosing a liberal arts college as a conservative, and why God is a global God and not just the God of America. I absolutely love this girl. She will be changing so many lives. And I hope that she blesses yours today. Here is episode number 47 that I am calling Call to Foreign Missions with Alexa Dudley. You're listening to the Hello Awesome podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Guys, I am beyond excited to tell you about a new feature that I am rolling out this year on the podcast, voice memos. That's right. If you've been listening and the Lord just has been blessing you, I'd love to hear about it. Also, if you have a question about anything that we have discussed on the podcast or about Hello Awesome in general, I want to know. So call 1-860-698-0027 to leave a voice memo that might be used on a future episode of the podcast. How exciting is that? Again, that's 1-860-698-0027 to connect to the official Hello Awesome podcast voice mailbox. Leave some love or a question and keep tuning in because you might just hear yourself here on the podcast. Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. 
Keeping great content and products coming takes not only time, but money. This got me thinking, how can I keep doing what I love, creating stuff you love, while also building a special program just for Hello Awesome's most loved supporters? Enter in Patreon. Patreon is an amazing website where I have put together an exclusive reward membership system. For as low as $2 a month, I will exchange your financial contribution with incredible benefits not found anywhere else. This includes bonus podcast episodes that haven't even been released yet, audio content, free digital copies of all of my books, current and future, beautiful phone wallpapers, an official Hello Awesome tote bag, and so much more. Just go to patreon.com backslash Hello Awesome. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Hello Awesome to become a Hello Awesome Patreon today or click the link in the show notes. I appreciate you so much and just giving a little bit to Hello Awesome, you will receive so much exclusive content from yours truly. One more thing. Did you know my books, The Palace Keepers and The Glitter Effect, are available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon? That's right. Just search the titles and add them to your next Amazon order, and you can actually have one of my books in your hands in just a few days. Your support means the world to me. It really fills my heart, and it financially supports current and future Hello Awesome projects. Head to the show notes for a direct link to my Amazon author bio for more details. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I am so thrilled today to have Alexa Dudley with us. We are going to be having a great conversation and I really can't wait. So Alexa, can you please take a minute to introduce yourself, who you are and where people might know you from? Hi, I'm so, so excited to be here. And I just want to first of all say thank you so much to you, JC for having me on the podcast. I'm literally probably more excited than you are, but my name is Alexis Ryan Dudley, and um, you might know me on Instagram. I'm 1998 Miss. I'm a modest fashion guru, travel and lifestyle blogger from Missouri, but I'm usually kind of all over the place. Uh, you might know me from my posts about Dubai Modest Fashion Week as the first Christian influencer from the United States, or you may read my blog at 1998myths.com, or you might have heard some of the crazy, mind-blowing miracles God has done in my life. So there might be many capacities that you know me, but I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, well, I know that we've connected on Instagram. That's how I you know, was able to contact you and get you on the podcast, but I've been following you for a while and I was just so thrilled with the different opportunities that you've had. And I really wanted to talk about them today. And right now you are a pre-med college student. And first of all, I think that's amazing. I think we definitely need more apostolic doctors in this world. Yes. Uh, so I want to know, did you know growing up that you wanted to go into medicine or the medical field at all? Um, so, yes, I'm a pre-med college student. Actually, my college is called Sewanee, but I'm actually a psychology major. I'm on the pre-med track, and then I'm an Asian studies minor. So my area is kind of more broad than just um, pre-med, but I also speak Chinese, which kind of goes along with my um, medicine pathway. But growing up, I actually didn't know that I would go into medicine, honestly, um, for the longest time, I wanted to be an actress that was famous. But when I was 18, I went on a mission trip to Madagascar, Africa, and God kind of 
very clearly revealed his plans for me to work in the medical field. And I've always truly, really loved people. So it wasn't that big of a surprise that he was calling me to the medical field. Of course, it was like a little bit scary when I started thinking about how many years that would be in school to be a doctor. But essentially, I was called to missions at 13. And when I surrendered my life to Jesus completely, I knew without a doubt that he wouldn't call me to something that I couldn't handle. So basically, no, I didn't know from the beginning, but I always knew in some capacity that I'd be working with people and in missions, but doctor wasn't really in my plans. But it's been really amazing because God has honored like my social side, my creative side, with blessing my different platforms platforms through YouTube and Instagram and my blog, but I'm studying something that will allow me to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and help people. So it's like a win-win and I'm, I'm truly fascinated by science, but just like God's perfect plan kind of worked out and I didn't know how it was going to turn out, but he just unfolded it when I was finally like ready to let him be in control. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. When we finally let him be in control, right? <laughs> right. He always works it out. Mm-hmm. I love that. So share with me, like in a nutshell, why pre-med tugs at your heart? This is such a big question, and I actually get this question a lot um, just with my platform because it's very different that I'm an apostolic fashionista who also loves like science and medicine. So pre-med tugs at my heart. I kind of touched on it before, but I literally love people and so the the path of medicine, it's such a people um, pathway, like it's not just science, but like working as a doctor, it, the large portion of it is also working with people. So I'd say that's like the center of why it touched up my, ha- uh, my heart. And don't get me wrong, I think science is literally so cool. It's amazing all the different things and developments that are happening, but really and truly um, it's people. And there are so many people around the world who don't have access to good medical treatments. And I know that as a doctor, I'll be able to interact with these people personally and help them and, and to form relationships. And more importantly, I think that the combined power of prayer and science is really going to allow God to do so many amazing things. And I don't know that there are many apostolic doctors out there. So that's truly one of the biggest reasons that motivates me and it tugs at my heart. And can you imagine having a doctor that not only uh, works with you and um, treats you, but also prays for you. And I think that um, that's why, you know, like God just plants a burden in your heart and he kind of cultivates it. So working with people and the combination of prayer and science just kind of overall really like uh, amazes me. Yeah, that would be really incredible. I just can't even imagine that. That's just like, that would be the best thing ever, honestly. A doctor that would pray for you, but also prescribe you, you know, medicine that yes, take care of your body you. too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm. I literally say this all the time. I'm just God's apostolic, science-loving, modest fashionista, and people-loving vessel. And so I think that in the capacity of uh, being a doctor, He's going to do so much just through me. It's it's His plan for my life. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that so much. Being a college student and being apostolic, being modest, that's got its own kind of challenges and different things, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, So what does it it look like being a faith-filled college student involved in a primarily scientific field, career, and maybe even more of a liberal environment? Oh, my gosh. So this question is a big one, and honestly, it's something that I'm always trying to figure out how to address on my platform because it's a very real question. And honestly and truly, it's probably um, 
just even in these last four years that I've been studying um, science at my school, it's been probably the hardest thing ever. Um, so I'm going to try to like uh, share my thoughts and feelings on this in the most condensed way possible. But um, so I'll first off just tell you it's incredibly hard. I am at a small liberal arts campus in the middle of Tennessee and my school is very beautiful, but it's it's a liberal arts school. And um, when I was choosing which school to go go to, I, I prayed and really was very intentional about where I was going to spend my next four years because I've watched friends and family members go to college and kind of fall away from God. So I didn't want that to happen. And I toured many schools, Cornell, uh, Dartmouth, uh, other liberal arts colleges, and I got a lot of really great offers, but I just didn't feel um, that any of those places were the place that God wanted me. And people kept telling me, you're, you're going to know just when you get there, but I had toured like 13 schools and I wasn't knowing and I was feeling very insecure and stressed. And finally, one day we were going to general conference in Nashville, Tennessee, my mom and I, and we, my mom said, Hey, there's another school I want you to see um, that's near Nashville. And I said, you know, mom, I really can't see any more schools. I'm stressed as it is. I don't know which one of these 15 schools is the place that God wanted me to be at. And, you know, with God's will, there's peace. There's not confusion. But I was feeling such confusion. And um, I kind of fought with her a little bit. And I don't usually argue with my mom, but I was kind of like, I don't want to see another school, mom. And she said, no, I really think we're going to go see it. She's just like, I just feel like we should see this place. They hadn't even sent me anything. And I had been getting so many different things from people um, to come to their schools. And literally, JC, when I pulled onto the campus in the car, my body went into complete peace. Like I, I didn't have a worry in the world. I just knew that Sewanee was where God wanted me to be. And I was like, great, Jesus, like finally this place is where you want me to be. And it's beautiful, but this is a, a small liberal arts campus. And I don't know what kind of scholarships I'm going to get. And it ended up, I, I knew that's where God wanted me to go. So I put all my cards in the basket and applied and got accepted. And I got amazing scholarships. But that being all that being said, even though this is where God placed me, it hasn't been easy. There has been so many trials. Um, so to kind of get into it a little further, I, I'll tell you, it's it's very hard. I can't put any icing on the cake that is um, education as an apostolic or just as a Christian in general. general. It's uh, incredibly challenging. My views are constantly um, disputed, put down. There are people on campus who know me, uh, know my platform, and who are just plain mean. But um, being in the college setting as a Christian, it's it's definitely one of the hardest things I've ever been through. And I've encountered so many different challenges and strongholds in this journey, but God's given me strength. So even when those things happen, I'm a sensitive girl, but I just realized that God's plans are greater and he's doing something bigger. And um, to be honest, I've had playing out just like, I would call them attacks from people um, that simply just do not like me because of my views. And this is not even just with students. It's been with adults on my campus. And I love my campus. I don't want to seem like I don't love my campus, but it's just liberal, liberal campus. Just education education in general is it's a hard place to be whenever you don't see it the same way in many capacities, like your views are different. And um, I'm not going to lie and tell you that there are not days that I don't want to quit or cry, but um, on those days, I turn to Jesus, and he always helps me, and I always say, Mom, I need you to pray for me because this happened, and 
there are some pretty crazy things that happen, but, um, you know, like if God led me here and placed me here, he definitely will um, help me and he does help me. And I also think as a social media, media influencer, I draw a lot more attention to myself, which means more naysayers. But um, at the end of the day, if I'm not strong enough, um, to stand up for what I believe in, then I'm not going to be able to go around the world to spread the gospel as a missionary. So that's essentially what my mom told me my freshman year whenever I was having some really sh- big struggles and I wanted to come home and transfer colleges. Um, she said, well, what are you going to do when you're in China as a missionary? And so that kind of just really pushed me. And I got on my knees and just prayed that God would give me confidence and, and give me strength to endure all of this. And he never said that his calling on my life would be easy, but he did say that I'm chosen. So the bottom line is if God can bring me to this education, um, bring me to where I am, then he can bring me through it. Yes, I'm pro-life and pre-med. Yes, I'm apostolic and pre-medical. Uh, I'm a female and I'm pre-medical. I like modest fashion and I'm pre-med. I'll wear skirts that are scrubs, but Jesus has got me. And if you're a young person that is studying in a secular environment, he's got you too. Um, It's incredible that we have Bible school, but it's also its own mission field on your campus if you're in a secular place. So don't let the world stop you from seeking an education. Um, God wants us to use education for his glory as a pathway. Um, And so be intentional and trust Jesus. I'm always, I always am. And um, the world we're not like the world, so we can't expect to be accepted. And when we encounter these hard um, things that come up with just being a faith-filled person, even just in your workplace or whether it's college, um, you have to understand that that's what's going to happen. But it's not people. It's uh, principalities. We wrestle against principalities. It's not always people. So we have to know that it's in the spiritual realm when we just have to pray that God would help us even with science as a pro-life person that is one of the most challenging um, things I face but you know I've got to I've got to be the voice I think that response was very well said and I really do appreciate you sharing your heart because it is a real thing for many conservative students out there and so I think your words will be uplifting to those who are actually going through that right now I know I'm not that um only apostolic person that's in that uh, educational secular environment. I, I interact with many different people that say, how do you do this? And I don't even get to go home to my family. I live on my college campus. So it's 24 seven, um, seven days a week that I'm with this um, environment. But you know, it's literally prepared me for what it's going to be like when I'm doing mission trips in, in China or maybe in the Middle East where Christ is not accepted. Yeah, and I think that is a good point to make, and I'm really glad that you brought that up because that goes into my next question is, you know, besides having a heart for the medical field, you know, you just said you love traveling and missions and opportunities have been open to you uh, to do that, and I want you to just share more about that, how the door opened for you to not only, you know, um, visit Dubai this past summer, right? You were there? Um, Uh, It was actually in last March. And then I was in Uganda this summer. Right. Well, share with me how both of those things happened, because to me, that is just unreal in one year. And I think that's just so cool. And so this is definitely just evidence of how literally God is mind blowing. And when you surrender your life to him, um, how he will just like, not even just blow your mind, but he'll roll off the red carpet. So with kind of getting into this, I, um, I'm called to missions, which is essentially why I'm studying in the medical field. Um, and yes, I love traveling. I've always loved traveling. But 
a lot of the traveling that I do is literally because God like opens these crazy doors. And um, before getting into this, just kind of how the opportunity all unraveled. Um, when I was 13 years old, I was called to the mission field. And at that time, I was was very passionate about it. And I was like, yes, God, this is definitely what I want to do. But shortly after that, I started high school. And this is a part of like my modest journey too. I got involved with cheerleading and I loved cheer, but it kind of became an idol in my life. And I felt like God kept telling me to give it up, give it up. But I loved it so much that I wasn't giving it up. And um, before I went to college, when I was about 17 years old, I was at a holiday youth convention for the state of Arkansas, which is actually where I go to churches in Arkansas and by the state line. But I felt God tugging on my heart and saying, hey, remember, remember I called you to missions. And I just, it was kind of crazy because it was like I had completely forgotten about his plans for my life. I just had all these big plans for myself. And at this time in my junior year of high school, I was kind of planning for college and where I wanted to go. And I started feeling God convicting me about modesty. And so when I was 17 years old, I started my modest fashion blog at 1998myth.com. And um, immediately I wasn't just like, modest to a T. It's kind of a journey, but I transitioned to modesty and I um, decided that I was going to give up cheer for God. And so my senior year rolled around and I had started blogging and I was um, becoming passionate about modest fashion and cheer rolled around tryouts and I didn't stick to what I told God and I tried out again and I did cheer my senior year. And I'm not saying this to say that cheerleading is bad, but the amount of time that I spent in cheer was um, way more than I was spending with God. And it became an idol in my life. And it was keeping me from um, what God had planned for me. And so when I was coming to college and I had um, got accepted to Swanee, I said, okay, God, I've been telling you for this whole time that I'm going to give up cheer for you. And so I finally did it. I gave up the opportunity to cheer at Swanee, which would have been uh, this incredible, exciting thing. But whenever I did that, God literally just opened the door for all these other amazing things to happen. And he started growing my blog and I started to make a full transition into, into modesty. And like, it wasn't just a practice I'd fell in love with that I had understood for myself why I chose to dress modestly and what the Bible says about it. And um, then I had started looking into fashion week and I was like, Oh mom, be incredible if I could go to New York fashion week, but you know, it's even cooler. There's this modest fashion week in London. And I told my mom and she was like, honey, uh, my mom is, probably one of the most supportive people in my life. She's like, honey, that's incredible, but just don't get your hopes up too high, you know? And I was like, oh, I really want this. And um, so I just started to pray. I was like, okay, God, like you see, I, I've surrendered my life to you and my plans for you, um, my plans for just what you want for my life, because I'm kind of an entrepreneur person and I have big dreams, but um, literally my dreams seem so, so small now compared to what God had planned. And I, I, um, started looking into London fashion news I was like wow that's so cool that's amazing that there's a fashion week dedicated to modesty and how do I get involved in this and I saw that it was predominantly Muslim women um, which I very much admire their commitment to modesty and then my blog just kind of took off um, through college I became sold out and committed to Jesus I went on a mission trip um, the summer before I started and I just like just literally surrendered my whole life to God. There was nothing that I held on to anymore. And he started to do incredible work. And then um, March rolled around last year and there was actually this year in March. And um, just a couple of months before that, um, I got an invitation to attend uh, Modest Fashion Week. And I remember getting it thinking like, um, is this real? I mean, like I had 
followed Modest Fashion Weeks on Instagram, but I was like, is this real? I literally asked my roommate, like, look at this girl, is this real? And um, then I called my mom and then I ended up getting more, more information about it. And I had gotten an invitation to come, but not only as an influencer from the United States, but as the first Christian influencer from the United States and as a panelist, they literally wanted to give me a microphone and let me talk about my commitment to modesty and how it's different. I mean, with Muslim women, it's the hijab and I have many Muslim friends, but with us, it's as apostolics, it's our skirts and our long hair. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I was immediately so excited, but I didn't know how that was going to, didn't know how that was going to work. So I prayed about it. I was like, okay, God, if, if this is your plan, I need you to help me um, with my professors and get my work all worked out so that I can go to Dubai. And I need you to help me. And he literally just rolled out the red carpet. All of my, um, professors were supportive they allowed me to get my work done while I was there and not to say that wasn't hard I literally the whole 48 hours that I was traveling there I was working on homework I didn't did not sleep on any of the flights but um God literally rolled out the red carpet and it's literally probably the coolest most mind-blowing thing I've ever been through even with my hotel room when I got there they upgraded my single hotel room which is two beds that I was with my mom into a three-room suite and I was running through the hallways like shouting like just amazed and I wanted to call every person that's ever supported me um because when you start out blogging it's not it's not just like as glamour you know you don't start out with all the followers or all the support it's work Mm -hmm. there were many posts that it was only my mom reading and I would have to drag my brother out and pay him two dollars to take my pictures (laughs) but it was so cool to see how God just blessed that and used it and when I said okay God I don't want um what my plans are for my life I want what you plan for my life you just literally blew my mind and Dubai was incredible I met so many incredible people who are so successful and just when I was able to speak there were many moments in the trip that I was just like is this real wow God then with Uganda this summer that was also incredible that was through my school my university and I had plans this summer to take physics for my pre-med path and I kept telling my mom mom I gotta take physics this summer it's um, what I have to do and my mom kept saying um, is that really what you want to do with the summer? Are you sure there's not something else? And I was like, no. And then my mom came to school and I had been seeing these posters that say, come to Uganda this summer around my campus. And even my roommates, like all my friends were like, Alexa, you should do that. And I was like, no guys, no, I'm going to take physics because it's been my experience here at Swanee that even if I'm the most qualified person, if I apply for something, I never get it because I'm conservative. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. And so I was like, I don't want to apply for this because I'm not going to get it. So I just kind of shut it down. I was like, you guys, there's no way I'm going to do that. I'm supposed to take physics. Remember, my mom came to school to visit me and she saw the poster and she said, I want you to go to that information session. And I can't really say no to my mom. So I went and as I was sitting through the meeting, I kind of fell in love with the opportunity. I was like, I really want to do this. But I was like, great God, I'm going to go through all this process of the interviews and the applications and I'm not going to get it even though I know I'm qualified um, just because of how it works uh, being conservative in a secular environment. And so I just prayed about it. After I went to the information session, I said, okay, God, you see this opportunity. You see Uganda, Lord. Um, You see my calling. You see how you placed me in Sawani, Lord. If this is your will for my life, let it work out according to your plan. If it's not, don't let me feel sad about it God because I know it wasn't for me and so I went to I I did the online application I had to do many essays and um, I made it to the next round and I was like okay really God all right I see what you're doing maybe it's possible 
And then I got to the interview round and I was so nervous before because I've been interviewed for many things on campus and haven't got them. And I'm typically very much a people person, but it's just, I was nervous. And so I, I selected this green dress that I love because I wanted to have like a little fashion spin. And the first thing the um, professor that interviewed me said was, I like your green dress. And I was like, yes, good choice on the green dress. But, um, you know, I was just really honest with this professor. We don't have the same values. And I said, um, I'm interested in going because I'm an apostolic Pentecostal Christian. And I, the school that I was working at this summer was a faith-based organization. And I said, I'm, it really entices me. And I've been to Madagascar and I've been to Dubai and I love people. And I feel like I can really connect with these people. And I'm, I'm passionate. I, I taught a health class there this summer in addition to some other things. Um, and also, we kind of more broadly talked about like AIDS in Africa and the um, the work that has to be done with that and reducing the stigma. And so I just was very honest with this professor. I said, my values are different, but I know I would be great. And one of the questions she asked me was, how um, do you cheer yourself up if you're sad? Because there's going to be moments that you're really um, homesick when you're gone for two months. And I said, you know, I listen to gospel music. I sing gospel music and that's what helps me. And that's truly what I do. And she said, that's great. They're going to love you there. And I was like, okay, <laughs> she just said, they're going to love me. Does that mean I got it? And I left the interview and I literally prayed again. I said, okay, God, this seemed to go smoothly, but I've had that happen where it felt smooth and I didn't get the opportunity. I said, so this is your will. Let it happen, God. And I'm going to need funding because it's expensive. And um, basically uh, they selected me and I also got funding for my campus to go. But um, when I was there working, I got involved with the apostolic missionaries there, the Tolstads. Um, that was my own accord. And it was incredible because I was there in this Suwannee secular environment, but I was doing God's work. All of the students I interacted with, I was able to share about my faith. And I was able to connect with these students in a way that no other Suwannee student has. And I was able to bring them to church. And there was two Muslim students who got baptized in the name of Jesus. And there was a boy from the school that I was working at that got filled with the Holy Ghost. And there were 15 other kids who came. And I know there's still kids who are getting baptized, still going. And so it was incredible to see that um, God had a plan from the beginning. And if all of that, if me going to Uganda was the reason that God placed me in Sawani to begin with, all of those hardships that I faced, are totally worth it because um, seeing people come to Jesus and just in that two month span and getting to interact with missionaries and see what their life's like. And it was all worth it. And as a doctor, I'm going to be working in a secular environment, kind of like the school I was working in there, but I'm also going to be recruiting people to um, come to Jesus and to um, just see what, what his miraculous, um, wonderful works are like. And so it was cool because it was just like God was, confirming all of it. And I also got this medical aspect that I'm going to be able to put on my resume. And I'm just mind blown. I've, I've literally been all over the world and Dubai was incredible, but nothing is more incredible than seeing people come to Jesus. Wow, Alexa, that's just so good. And that's such a God thing. Like God can take literally something that's totally different off of the, you know, religious spectrum, just something totally secular that he can use it for his glory and for his good. And that's such an encouragement to us, especially in a world today that everywhere we turn, it seems so disheartening and overwhelming to us. But then hearing the stories like that, you know, where students are learning about God, they're actually coming right. to the Lord. 
just the impact that that is making. That's such a beautiful and incredible thing. And that's so exciting. It's also very cool because um, as I, after I went to Dubai Monastation Week, more and more people from my campus started following my platform, even though I have different values than, than they were just so intrigued with um, that I'm modest on my campus because I'll tell you, I stand out. I'm the only, uh, I mean, I have a, a Muslim friend on campus that I'm very close with, but we're pretty much the only ones that um, choose modesty and just this different um, way of living life. And I have other Christian friends, but you know, as apostolics, they really stand out. And so it was incredible to see um, all of the people then who saw me go to Dubai, but then see me to go to Uganda. And, and I'm not going to say I did face some challenges um, going to Uganda as an apostolic through my school, but um, overall, like it was just like God worked it out. And it's incredible. Even the professors that now know me and know that I'm different and um, saw how God used me and, um, so thankful for the opportunity and for the funding from my school that they trusted me to go and um, it truly changed my life. Sometimes you don't understand how God is going to work it all out and then when he does like you said it's like he rolled out the red carpet and you're just your mind is blown and you just can't believe that he is just that good but he is. Right. So right now there are a lot of people listening, we probably have so many young people that just tune in to be inspired. And there is somebody right now who really is inspired about missions, about foreign missions. And I want you to talk to that person right now who's listening. If they feel called to go on a foreign missions trip or to, you know, be the light, be a servant to other people from another country, but they're really nervous about it. And uh, they're just not really sure about how they can kind of achieve that. What would you say to that person? So um, this is such a great question, and I'm really excited to answer it because I meet so many people who feel called to missions, and it makes me so excited because it's truly what motivates everything in my life. And so if you're feeling nervous about it, first of all, I want to say that's um, normal. I definitely felt nervous whenever I was 17 and surrendering it all to Jesus, but I realized that, you know, his plan is greater. If you feel called to go on, on a foreign mission trip, you know, you can't feel nervous about it. And because we can't let fear stop us from spreading the gospel of the living God. You know, we have um, the answer to all the world's problems. It's Jesus, whatever the struggle may be. He's, he's got the answer. He can do the miraculous. And so it's also, he's the answer that many people are looking for that haven't even heard about or are dying to know about, you know, they're, there are countries that don't allow the gospel to be spread, and there are people there that are hungry that may have heard about this, this Jesus. And sure, it may be dangerous in those places, and it might be scary for you to travel somewhere you've never been, but um, God's not going to lead you somewhere where he won't be with you. You know, whenever I first felt called to China, I felt very scared because it's a communist country, and, um, you know, faith is not prevalent there like it is in the U.S., but I'd been to Africa, and I was like, okay, if you're calling me to China, Jesus, then that's what you're calling me to do. And I need you to help me not to feel fear. Now, telling my mom that was another thing. She definitely was like, my baby, no. But after I said, you know, mom, if this is where God wants me, then I'm going to be safer there than I am going to be here, you know, in the U.S. Because God's will is always comes with a hedge of protection. And um, you have to be comfortable and confident in knowing that. But also, if you're not ready to die for your faith, then you really don't realize how valuable what you have is. You have to think of um, examples in the Bible like Daniel and the lion's den. You know, he wouldn't bow, but um, got thrown in the lion's den, and, you know, God rescued him. He's, if you get in a predicament somewhere, if you're, if you're feeling fear about going somewhere, you know, God's not going to 
leave you stranded there. And you may have a test of faith, but, and you know, that's what strengthens us. That's what allows us to be um, confidently walking and bold for Jesus. And yes, it's normal to have a little fear, but you know, um, you've got to pray about that and ask God uh, to make you have a heart for his work. So whenever I felt fear originally, like before going to Madagascar, before getting on the plane, I was like, oh, I may could die on this plane. But you know, I I quickly prayed and I said, mom, let's pray about this. Um, and, you know, God just removed fear and fear about talking to people or going into a culture that you don't know about. Um, we, we, you have to ask God to remove that spirit of fear. You know, you have to rebuke it in Jesus' name. And when you start to think about more than just yourself and we're such a selfish people, I'm, I'm definitely selfish sometimes. And just in the U.S., we're selfish. Um, if you think about it more broadly in a global context about all the people who don't have what we have, don't have the gospel, it, it should motivate you and realize that um, missions isn't a choice, it's our obligation, it's what God calls us to do, and it's not just the project, it's people's souls, and you've got to pray and say, God, help me, um, help me remove the spirit of fear from my life, you know, direct my steps, God, you've got to guide me, and um, let me, let me feel confident and comfortable, God, to go on these places. Um, and additionally, I would suggest maybe if you're feeling nervous, um, there's lots of great um, different options through um, the UPCI. Um, you can go on an AYC trip, Apostolic Youth Corps, which was essentially, that's not my first time out of the U.S., but that was my first mission trip. I went to Madagascar, and it was um, great because it was not too long, but it just gave me the right amount of time to get me familiar about what it's like to be involved with missions. and. To be honest, AYC was very different than my trip in Uganda, but um, it was a great um, kind of like introduction of what it was going to be like. And after that, I went to Uganda for two months. And so, um, you know, that's a great thing that you can do. And there's also AIM. I have many friends. I have a good friend, my other, my best friend, Tana, Kat. She just went to Greece and she had an absolutely incredible time. And she didn't go on an AYC trip, but she went to Greece for three months. And so just kind of depends on how comfortable you are with um, traveling abroad. But when you surrender your life to God and you say, Lord, um, your plan is not mine, you know, it might be scary, but we just have to trust and um, know that Jesus has got the great plan. And kind of like what I was saying, you know, his um, will for our life, his perfect will for our life comes with 10 zillion million angels protecting us and he's not going to leave you. And um, so you just got to just got to, you know, think think more broadly, think of globally. Um, God is a global God. He's not just the United States God, but he's in Africa, he's in China, he's in Russia. And we have to be confident to go to those places and start works. And you can't accept the will of God for your life and expect him to keep you comfortable. His plans are just too big. And another scripture that I kind of think about just in my life, just dealing with uh, my calling and and just some of the things I encounter, I always say this to myself, Second Timothy 1, 7, you know, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So, you know, you just got to say that to yourself and just continually be touching um, in touch with Jesus and praying and, and know that um, these trips are going to be life-changing. Missions is not just a little project, but it's, it's people. And uh, additionally, I would say, like, um, you can definitely DM me or email me because even if you're worried about, like, funding for a mission trip, God literally has funded all of my missions opportunities. He's literally given me all the funding that I need. And um, I would love to talk to you more about that, ways that you can raise money and just ways that you can have bold faith because, you know, it's his will, his bill, desperate faith is dangerous faith, and God can do incredible things. Absolutely. 
That is such an encouraging message. I'm so thankful for for just you sharing it and being bold about it and just really, you know, stepping up and speaking out because I think there are a lot of people who do have those fears and are nervous, but they might feel kind of guilty for having them. That's a normal thing to feel very scared about going somewhere like like China. I'm not going to lie. Even when I went to China last summer, I felt definitely a little bit nervous. But in those times, I just have to think um, globally, think outside myself, think of my calling and think about the one person I met just one person was able to tell them about Jesus Christ, that ricochet effect. They might go tell somebody else and how if one life is changed, it's worth it all. You know, you can have all God, God cares about the lost sheep, the one lost, you know, we just have to um, just have to get outside of ourselves and, and, and trust Jesus. Alexa, you are not only beautiful, but you are so smart with a heart of servanthood, a heart for people. And honestly, I'm just really glad that God has placed you as a light for so many online and offline. So I am just so grateful for you. And I want you to just take this time right now where you just tell people where they could follow you online, how they could find you and follow along with your journey. Um, so thank you so much, Jacey, and thank you to all the listeners who have taken time. And definitely, if you're not subscribed to the Hello Awesome podcast, you definitely need to be. But I'm so thrilled to talk to you and just share um, kind of my heart and my life with you and keep it real. But if you want to um, continue to engage with me, you can definitely follow me at 1998myth on Instagram. Um, check out my blog, 1998myth.com, my YouTube channel. And I love to chat with people and get to know them. So don't be afraid to send me an email or a DM and I just pray that um, God would bless you and um, thank you so much. I literally love talking to people so don't be afraid to reach out to me and thank you JC. I pray that God will bless you as well. Oh, thank you so much. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.